We continue this morning with our series in the book of Jacob, not James, Jacob. And the title for this morning's message is Biblical Math. Are you guys awake today? It just seems like there's no energy in this room. Everybody stand up for a minute. Stand up. Put your arms in the air. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn around in a circle. Act like a fool. Okay. And sit back down. All right. Now we're ready. <laughs> Biblical math. How many of you like or enjoy math? How many of you dream about being a math teacher? All you guys are just weird. You're just weird. <laughs> I don't like math. I don't like math, and it's all math's fault. I mean, my dislike started when I was in third grade, when I couldn't figure out the problem that the teacher called me up to the board um, to, uh, to figure out. Um, my dislike for math continued into the next year uh, and continued on forward. I mean, let's just face it, I don't like math. Fast forward to my senior year, and it was even worse. I mean, once I got past um, Algebra 2, I was absolutely lost. And so I'm a quitter on math. I, I have to confess, I'm a quitter on math. I don't like math. Math is not my friend. And so I hope you understand how much it pains me <laughs> to bring you a biblical math equation today. But I believe it's an expression of God's desire for our hearts. And it's found in James 2, Jacob 2, 14 to 26. And as I was reading and praying over this passage, math equations, two of them, came into my mind. Now these are biblical math equations, not real math equations. Some of them are troubling. But these math equations, I believe, are an expression of what James teaches us in this section of Scripture. So if you will, as is our custom, will you please stand with me as I read from God's Word, the book of Jacob, chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. 
you see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Amen. You may be seated. The math equation I want to share with you today, the biblical math equation I want to share with you today is a two-parter that I believe leads us to the truth that Jacob is talking about. And I will tell you as I was putting together this message, two songs came to mind. One of them is a little older than the other. It was actually written by composer George Gershwin for the opera Porgy and Bess. You may remember Porgy was the lead in that opera, and he sang a song, said, I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. And the other song is a little more recent. It was uh, written and composed and sung by a gentleman named Billy Preston. Who knows who Billy Preston is? Not only was he a keyboard player and a singer, but he was one of the musicians for the Beatles for a number of years. And he sang a song like this. He says, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. But you got to have something if you want to stay with me. Well, here's the first equation. Faith plus nothing equals nothing. Faith plus nothing equals nothing. Now, you know in regular mathematics, two plus nothing equals two. So you would think that faith plus nothing would equal faith. But Jacob gives us a biblical math reality check. Faith plus nothing equals nothing. And the second equation goes along with it. Faith equals deeds equals work. Faith equals deeds equals work. I want to take a look at each of these. But first I want to take a moment, if you will, to define faith Since it's the F, if you will, not the X or the Y or the Z. Praise God, I couldn't deal with those or squares or cosines. It's it's the F in both of these equations, faith. I'm going to give you some definitions from Nelson's New Illustrated Bible Dictionary and also from Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary. Nelson's Dictionary says this, Faith is the belief in or confident attitude toward God involving commitment to His will for one's life. That's the dictionary definition of faith, literally. No, it really is. I got it from the Bible dictionary, so you can count on it. Faith can also be described as a firm conviction based on personal surrender. Now, what I want you to notice in that definition of faith is that there is a mental or will aspect of belief and confidence in God. But there's also an action part in that there is commitment and there is surrender to His will. Commitment, dear ones, is action. Surrender is action. Faith is not a belief only. Faith is not a thought only. Faith is not an intent only. It starts there, sure, But actual faith ends up in commitment and action 
and personal surrender to God. Vines describes faith as this. Faith is the part of a Christian life from beginning to end. In other words, faith is the instrument by which we receive the gift of salvation. Ephesians 2, 8-9 says it this way, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And so before I even begin the message this morning, I want you to say this. I lost my place. I want you to hear this. Maybe you're here today and you have never accepted Yeshua as your Lord and Savior. Not everyone who attends services has done it. It's a personal decision to follow the Messiah all the days of our lives in as many ways as we possibly can, turning away from our old ways. It involves a verbal confession. It involves being immersed. Acts 2.38 says this, Repent and be baptized, be immersed, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Accepting Yeshua in faith means that you have confessed that you believe Yeshua is the promised way of God's forgiveness and that you accept His way of living, not just thinking, but His way of living as the correct way of life. Accepting Yeshua in faith means that we turn our backs on our sinful, selfish ways and we follow His teachings and His commandments. Accepting Yeshua in faith means that you surrender your will And you put it under God's word as a direction for your life. And so at the end of the service today, if you believe with all your heart that Yeshua is the promised way of God's salvation and was God in the flesh and the one who died for your sins and you've never really made that statement and believed it in your heart before, I encourage you to come and see me after the service. Let's pray together as you place your faith in Him. Faith in action, faith in commitment, faith in surrender. If there's anyone here today who needs to make that decision, please decide today to follow Him. Well, we began by reading the passage and talking about math. But then I took a side detour to talk about faith a little bit. So let's get back to the math. The math equation is a two-parter that leads us to the truth that Jacob is talking about. First equation, F plus zero equals zero. Second equation, F equals D. Faith plus nothing equals nothing. Faith equals deeds. And I want to take a look at each of these Verses. The faith plus nothing equals nothing is talked about in verses 14 to 19. It expresses what James teaches us. In verses 14 to 19, he introduces the idea that faith plus nothing equals nothing. I've got Billy Preston just running around in my head. He asks us, what good is it for a person to have faith but to have no deeds, to have no works? And then he ups the ante in the same verse 
And he asks another very interesting question. Can such faith save him? Can such faith without works, without deeds, save him? Now we're talking about faith in Yeshua, a faith that saves our souls. We're not talking about an acknowledgement that God exists, or that what goes up must come down, or that when I fall backwards or forwards, if someone's near me, you'll catch me. No. We're talking about faith in Yeshua, faith that He is the Son of God, faith that He is the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Sent One, and that by believing in Him, we have life in His name. John Verse 20, chapter 20, verse 31. And Jacob thinks of an example of a person, a person around us, who's in need and we wish them well, but we don't actually help. He says that's no good. By the way, that's a biblical term. No good. (laughs) He uses the words dead and useless. I thought about Jacob's example. And what I see is an example of a person of faith knowing that there's a need exists and deciding not to help. I wonder what might be serious examples that you know of or maybe that you've been a part of. Dear ones, what good is it if we have a friend who has surgery and is hurting and we tell them we will pray for them but don't offer to take them home or provide a meal when we know they need a ride or food. What good is it if a truck or a car has a flat tire in the Son of David parking lot, but we sit in our office or downstairs in the Oneg room and watch instead of offering to help change the tire? What good is it to hear a sermon about the Good Samaritan, a sermon about serving others, and to not stop when we see someone, let's say, on the highway whose hood has come up and has smashed their windows. What good is it to have a garage sale and sell $40 worth of children's clothes when we know of a family just down the block who could have benefited if those clothes had just been given to them? What good is it to have a great, bountiful, more-than-we-need harvest and to keep it all to ourselves? Charles Schultz. We all know who Charles Schultz is. The creator of Charlie Brown, Dennis. You got it. You win the prize, Eric. Charlie Schultz often touched, if you'll remember, on religious themes in his Peanuts cartoons. You might remember his Christmas special a couple years ago where Linus recited the meaning of Christmas from the book of Luke. Did you know that Charles Schultz taught Bible studies? He taught them into the 1980s. And many of his cartoons were thought to illustrate biblical scripture. His illustration for the study and the lesson this morning, the second half of Jacob chapter 2, shows Snoopy shivering outside in the cold. Charlie Brown says to Linus, he looks kind of cold, doesn't he? And Linus says, maybe we better go over and comfort him. So they walk over to Snoopy. Do you remember the scene? Wearing their warm coats and mittens 
and hats and scarves. And Charlie Brown says, be of good cheer, Snoopy. <laughs> Linus also says, yes, be of good cheer. And then they walk away. Dear ones, Jacob tells us very plainly that faith worthy of salvation is a faith that is active and a faith that is alive. Faith is not merely a thought in our minds. It's a decision in our hearts to act according to God's word. And faith is an act of submission to act the way Yeshua has taught us to act. And what did you teach what did Yeshua teach us? Compassion. Turning the other cheek. Speaking the truth in love. Forgiveness. Loving our neighbors. Being committed to holiness. Having humble hearts. Kind speech. Praying often. Having complete trust in God the Father. Guarding our hearts faithfulness in marriage, being salt and light, and oh, so much more. And these types of actions must accompany the pronouncement of our faith. Jacob would say in verse 19 that if we say we believe in Yeshua, but don't do anything about it, then our faith is as good as a demon's faith. Go reread the scripture. I'm not saying anything that is biblically incorrect. Let that sink in just a little bit. A demon knows God exists, but he's chosen to go Satan's way or even his own way. This may sound weird, but I want to have more character than a demon. How about you? I want to have better faith than an angel that has turned its back on God. I want to treat God better than an evil spirit does. I want to have faith that leads me to salvation and that leads me to be more like my Messiah. Second equation. F equals D. Faith equals deeds. We find this in verses 20 to 26. In these verses, Jacob recounts examples from the Tanakh, people of faith who did not simply acknowledge God, but were committed and submissive to his will as shown by their actions. This helps us to see faith equals deeds in reality. These people are paragons of faith. They're examples we should look to. Jacob mentions Abraham, whose faith and actions were together, and he was declared righteous by God. Jacob mentions Rahab, a non-Hebrew who not only confesses, for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below, Joshua 2.11, but by actions, by actions, by deeds, hid Israel's spies and helped God's people. Faith equals deeds. Deeds equal faith. You can't have one without the other and call it biblical faith. It just doesn't work. Jacob is not alone in defining faith this way, but is only teaching us the way that John the Baptist and Yeshua already taught about faith. In Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 to 10, it says this about John the Baptist. 
But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones... God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown in the fire. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So what was to accompany their repentance? Fruit, action, and change. Fruit, action, and change. They couldn't just show up and say they believed or look like they believed. They had to have action with that faith. Otherwise, it was just like kindling for a bonfire. In Matthew 7, verses 19 to 21, Yeshua says this, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. I don't know about you, but to me these are sobering and scary words from the Son of God Himself. Bearing fruit, being active, doing God's will should be present if faith in Yeshua is present at all. I like this story I came across of a 19-year-old guy named Joey Prusak. It's from September of 2013. He's now, by the way, a NASCAR driver. But before he got into racing, he began working at Dairy Queen at the age of 14 in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was so good at his job He became manager of a Minneapolis Dairy Queen store at 19 years old. And one of his regular customers, someone who was visually impaired, one day at the store dropped a $20 bill on the floor. (coughs) Standing directly behind this man was another customer in line who picked up the $20 and put it in her purse. When the woman who picked up the $20 came to the counter, Joey refused to serve this woman until she returned the money to its rightful owner. The woman herself refused and stormed out of the store. So what did Joey do? He took $20 out of his own pocket. He found the visually impaired man outside and gave him the money that he had lost. Oh, by the way, Joey didn't tell anyone about the incident except a fellow employee. However, A customer saw the whole thing and emailed Dairy Queen. The email began to circulate online, and the news spread about an honest 19-year-old with a big heart. Soon, traffic at the Dairy Queen doubled, (laughs) with people leaving large large tips and offering jobs to the employees. Even Warren Buffett, who, by the way, owns Dairy Queen... Called Joey on the phone to thank him for being a role model for all of the other employees and invited him to the annual shareholders 
meeting. So what is that? Faith. Alive faith. Active faith. Fruitful faith. Just plain old believers faith. Faith. That's what we're talking about. But faith plus nothing equals nothing. Well, Jacob finishes off this second chapter of this letter with a summary about all that he's been talking about. He says this, quote, James 2.26, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. I thought of a few more math equations to illustrate what James is telling us. I must be some kind of really late-blooming math genius. What do you think, Phyllis? Nah. Faith plus deeds equals eternal life. Faith plus deeds equals eternal life. Now, I know that thumbs up are not the usual math term, because faith plus deeds also equals... But just like I stated, I'm a math genius now. And math geniuses can use smiley faces or thumbs up in our equations. How about that? And Jacob tells us that faith with deeds is what God approves. Belief plus deeds equals faith. There's another equation for you. I'm just blowing myself away up here. Belief plus deeds equals faith. When we talk about faith, that's what we should be talking about. So this morning I want to encourage you to be growing and active and fruitful and faith-filled. Growing and active and fruitful and faith-filled. Why? Because God wants to do great things through you and love the people who are around you. Why? Because God wants to produce fruit in you and through you that blesses the people around you. Why? Because God wants to say, well done, good and faithful servant, when you roll up on that doorstep of heaven. Why? Because God wants to save you and make you more like His Son, Yeshua. And why? Because God wants abundant life and goodness and godliness and blessing for you. And I think that that all starts with a genuine faith, a faith that includes works and deeds, a genuine faith as the basis of our lives. And so if you don't remember anything else from the sermon this morning, please remember this. Genuine faith in Yeshua HaMashiach bears fruit in our souls and action in our lives. Genuine faith in Yeshua produces fruit in our souls and actions in our lives. Let us all say together, Amen. Let's pray. Abba Father, thank you for the straightforward words that Jacob gives us this morning. Thank you for the understanding that mental faith is no faith at all. 
Thank you for the understanding that who we are is determined not just by what we believe, but what we do. And the world and you will judge us by our fruit or lack thereof. Father, it's my prayer that Son of David congregation will be a congregation of faith in action, a congregation of faith in prayer, a congregation of faith in deeds and work for the benefit of and the furtherment of the kingdom of heaven. And Lord, as I said earlier in the message, if there's anyone here this morning whose faith when they walked into the building was mental faith only, I pray, Lord, that by your Spirit you have spoken to each one here. And if there's anyone this morning who needs to make a decision that his or her faith needs to become a faith in action, I pray, Lord, that they would not leave the building this morning or this afternoon before they let me or someone else know of their decision. Faith plus deeds equals eternal life. That's my prayer for all who walk through the doors of this building. And I pray it in the name of life, Yeshua. And let us all say together, Amen. Amen.